Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now I am live at Rogers Place where tonight the Edmonton Oilers will take on the Calgary Flames in the fourth preseason game uh, for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Today is National Truth and Reconciliation Day and we'll have several themes around that during the course of uh, today's show, which of course is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, Wacy Rabbit will be joining us in the second hour of the show today. He uh, was recently appointed the assistant coach of the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League. He's an indigenous leader, a guy who uh, worked his way up as a coach, but also uh, was a, a pretty good Western Hockey League player that spent some time in the American Hockey League. And we will talk a bit about his journey and... Uh, and frankly, uh, a bit about the ongoing challenges uh, that exist in this country. Um, Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, also in hour number two. And in hour number one, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at Abe's Door Service. So that is a list of the guests that will be on today's show. We will have comments coming up shortly from Edmonton Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft, Connor McDavid, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Both of those players are in. I will give you the full lineup momentarily. A reminder that you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. And you can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. 780-496-0063. Uh, speaking of the River Cree, I know I've had multiple conversations over the years with uh, Blair and, and Robert Moore, and we had, in fact, last year on this day, Robert was on the show. He was uh, uh, working as a facilitator in the ongoing um, expansion of uh, uh, the ONG industry uh, and their relationship with various Indigenous communities and trying to facilitate a, a path to, uh, to more... Um, Opportunity uh, for Western Canadian ONG companies uh, in cooperation with the various Indigenous uh, communities out there. A reminder with the River Cree, stay charged up this fall. Bring your Players Club to the venue and get a free River Cree portable charger. For more information, head to therivercreeresort.com. I will tell you that next week uh, we are going to have a special event that you as listeners to the show can participate in. It is going to take uh, place Saturday night at the uh, River Cree Resort Casino, and we will be having uh, head coach Jay Woodcroft join us for that. Uh, and so it is, uh, National Truth and Reconciliation Day. Brendan Escott is back at the uh, uh, studio. Brendan, look, you and me are Western Canadian guys. We might be from a, a slightly different generation, but, you know, you grew up around Kamloops. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from Edmonton, but lived in Sherwood Park in St. Albert when I was younger in the south side and worked all throughout uh, northern British Columbia and northern Alberta. Uh, you know this this is a day of of great reflection but i i i will tell you that i i i get the sense that there is 
while there's still a lot more education to take place, I've always felt that there's kind of been a, a fundamentally aware realization from people out there that there had been and continues to be, uh, you know, historic and systemic uh, racism that has existed against our indigenous people. But, you know, it's funny, you talk to some people from different parts of the country or maybe from the United States that work in the hockey industry, and they were unaware of things like residential schools. And I think we had this conversation last year, like, I, I frankly, I... I was educated about it. Like, you know, we, we knew about it. And, you know, we, we were taught it in school, and I'm sure you had a similar experience growing up in Kamloops. Well, there was no hiding from the fact that the residential school was sitting there, right, in not the heart of town, but in town. So you understood that there was a history. But to me, today is about truly understanding what that history is, not necessarily what it's been presented as or what have you, but amplifying the voices that can tell what the history is. So uh, I I would think that I have a, a very superfluous understanding of what the history there is. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I've told the story before. Uh, in the late, uh, what a, uh, yeah, late 1970s, Harold Cardinal came out to our acreage. He wrote a book called The Unjust Society. Uh, and it, it had to do, uh, it was a response, basically, uh, because Aboriginal people in Canada, uh, they had a lot of hope when Trudeau's liberals Pierre Trudeau's liberals back in 1968 uh, ended up, you know, Pierre, as Justice Minister, we've discussed this before, was ahead of his time in certain regards, right? Uh, Things like women's rights, gay rights, I mean, he was a proponent of those. And um, the bottom line was that what occurred under Trudeau's liberals is is a lot of Indigenous uh, people were outraged when a paper came out from the then Minister of Indian and Northern Affairs, Jean Chrétien. He later became the Prime Minister in the country. He put out a paper that amounted to an assimilation program to repeal what was known as the Indian Act and the transfer of Indian affairs to the province. Uh, the provinces, and then the elimination of a separate legal status for Native people. And Harold Cardinal wrote this book that was a response, um, basically a renunciation of uh, the paper that Chrétien had uh, put forward. And so he ended up showing up at our, our at our acreage, and uh, he was. Uh, we, we had a place just uh, southeast of Edmonton, and we had a lot of birch, and he'd asked if he could cut down and my, he was in shock because my dad said, yeah, sure, you, you, you don't have to pay us for anything, but I, I need you to do something for me. And my dad went back in the house and went and grabbed the book. And he had the unjust society. And the look on Harold Cardinal's face was just one of absolute shock that we'd actually have this book. So, uh, you know, there was, growing up out in Fultonville, you know, we were kind of we were kind of aware of, of, of some of the stuff, but it's an ongoing situation, an ongoing realization of what has occurred in the past and those of us that forget the past are of course forever condemned to repeat it and many of you listening to the show would say bob we're far from uh you know out of the water in terms of uh changing the tide of what has occurred and there's people that are living with challenges every day and uh, i think that's what brendan is referring to and to give their perspective on things before we get into the more hockey specific uh aspects of today's show and there will be some hockey on today's show uh, we go into the owners now audio vault for direct workwear proud to offer an on-site seamstress services and embroidery get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip by the way just as i wonder how many people out there have actually read 
an unjust society by Harold Cardell. That would be uh, just just for a little bit of a sense of um, you know why why. It's important that we have days like today for National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Uh, Let's get to some thoughts. We'll start with Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft. It's uh, obviously a day of of reflection. Um, Truth and Reconciliation Day is an important day for our city, for our province, and and for the country in general. you know, uh, just in talking with some of the peoples in, involved with our um, organization, continue to mention and talk about the land acknowledgement that we see before uh, every Oilers home game and also uh, a lot of the great work that our organization does with an, uh, an organization called Bent Arrow. Um, so important day, uh, as I said, for our city, our province and, and our country. Uh, Connor McDavid, the Edmonton Oilers captain, also recognized National uh, Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Um, yeah, I mean, hockey's one thing, but just like to take a moment to, to recognize what today is in this country. And, um, you know, obviously it's Truth and, and Reconciliation Day. Um, you know, I think it's a time for, for all of us to reflect and um, uh, remember, you know, our, our, our country's history and, um, you know, continue to, to work on ourselves and, you know, continue to reconcile with the indigenous people, you know, our brothers and sisters in this country and, um, you know, continue to, uh, to make our country um, inclusive. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins added these thoughts. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I think it's a day to, uh, to honor them and um, pay our respects. So uh, I think for us to just be able to put these shirts on and, uh, and think about that, take a, take a minute to, to think about that is important today. There you go. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We'll have a conversation coming up later on with Wacey Rabbit, former Western League and American Hockey League player now with the Saskatoon Blades. Elliot Friedman and Mark Spector will be joining us as well. The Oilers, it should be stated, are going in our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest per year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers are going with 15 NHLers in the lineup tonight. It'll be Connor McDavid up front with Evander Kane and Kyler Yamamoto. McDavid, of course, winning four of the last uh, six scoring races, the Art Ross Trophy, the other two years that he didn't win, he came in second. Leon Dreisaitl with Zach Hyman and Yessa Pugliarvi. Ryan McLeod with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle. Noah Philp with Luke Esposito and Seth Griffith will be the Oilers' fourth line. But basically what appears to be to start the season, uh, the Oilers' top three lines. Again, McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto, Dreisaitl with Hyman and Pugliarvi, McLeod with RNH and Fogel. It's interesting. A lot of people are asking me, Stoff, what's, what's gonna ha- how are the Oilers going to get cap compliant? I would say to this point, two of the guys in the fourth line, Derek Ryan and Matthias Yamark, in difficult situations on the road against better teams than the Oilers have dressed, have played pretty well. Paul Yarvey's had the one game against Winnipeg. If you were actually in the building... Uh, you probably would have recognized that Jesse had a pretty quiet night. And frankly, Warren Fogle just flat out has to play better. 
That's that's all there is to it. He's got to get more accomplished. Uh, very quiet uh, in both of the games that he has played so far. Darnell Nurse will see his first preseason action, as will Cody Ceci. Brett Kulak will be with Evan Bouchard. They played against the Jets in the 4-0 win. Philip Broberg, who right now is in a battle with Marcus Niemelainen. Uh, Philip Broberg will be paired with Ryan Murray. Jack Campbell will make his first start for the Edmonton Oilers. Again, that's the top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Oilers going with a loaded up lineup. We go back into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. We're going to do a little bit of a departure. Uh, normally we get thoughts, hey, specific to tonight's game. Jay Woodcroft was asked a question today about Connor McDavid's leadership style. Here. I think, number one, he's a very caring person. Um, he cares about individuals. He cares to get to know people on an individual level. Um, maybe the public doesn't get to see all the behind-the-scenes parts of that, but I can tell you I've noticed that over the years. And as captain, I think um, that falls within his purview is to make sure that everybody is feeling, feeling good and comfortable and, and accepted members of the group. Um, I also think, as I've seen him mature, that uh, he he does a good job of holding people accountable. I think, um, you know, it's that aspect of things is also important. Um, he comes to the rink every day with a purpose, a purpose to be the best that he can be, a purpose to be the best in the world, a purpose to help lead our team forward. And he doesn't uh, suffer people that aren't all in in that kind of quest. And so for me, um, that's the true form of leadership. Is hold. It's not just setting an example, but it's, it's holding others to a certain standard. Uh, he does that every day with how he comes to the rink for sure, but he's not afraid um, that if people are falling short to either help them out or call attention to the fact that we need more. And I think those are the marks of uh, a great leader. And and uh, I know that in my 18 years in professional hockey, I've seen some really good ones, and, and Connor's right at that uh, at that level. Well, there's no question he's driven, and there's no question he's all in. The best people in whatever they do have a relentless passion for what they do. And McDavid and Drysaddle, we've talked about it. This is not lip service. We're upfront about it. Hey. You know, this show's called Oilers now. It's a property of the Oilers Entertainment Group. I work for the club directly. You're not getting ripped off in terms of the work ethic of, of, of what McDavid and Settle bring on a daily basis, and it becomes the template for the future prospects to follow. This is the standard, and this is why I'm fairly confident that we're going to have a chance to watch uh, the Oilers continue. You know, we talked about the stats First-round picks still in the organization in the last 10 seasons. No other team in the league that has that. The Oilers in Minnesota, the only top 12 teams in the league last year that had, uh, you know, four 
uh, first-round picks over the last or, or had a first-round pick in each of the last four years because when you're going for it, you're often trading picks. The Oilers have held their picks. They're they're into drafting and development. Ken Holland has slowed the process. As Edmonton's gotten better, the picks have come later in the first round, which means the players maybe aren't as close to being as ready as playing, but the Oilers have also slowed the developmental process. It's, it's, it's a different thing telling Reed Schaefer when he's drafted 32nd overall hey, you're going back to junior, When, as opposed to Ryan Nugent Hopkins when he was drafted first overall. I mean, we had people saying, oh, Nugent should be back in junior that year. He had 52 points in 62 games in the NHL. He could obviously compete at that level. That being said, I do think there's a fair degree of confidence in the Edmonton marketplace about some of the future prospects. And Connor McDavid says right now the organization is showing signs it can develop talent properly. I think uh, there was definitely a time, you know, when when I was kind of young in the league where, you know, we'd be looking to the, the, the first-round pick to, to come in and, and uh, you know, play a big role. Um, you know, and this year, obviously, Reed came in and was great, but, you know, no one was expecting him to, to come in and, and make the team and, uh, you know, just kind of allowed him to get the experience and, and head back to junior and, and continue to develop. So um, I think it's a good sign for the organization that uh, we're not looking for, for young kids to come in and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I guess move the needle. You know they can come in and push and push for jobs, and that's great. But um, you know they're not uh, they're not here to, I guess, uh, you know, make the team. I would say, but not to say that they can't. But <laughs> uh, Connor McDavid, who by the way was very engaged in the process, also had this to say on uh, uh, Dylan Holloway and some of the other prospects. You know, I think Dylan's had a great, uh, a great camp, great rookie tournament. Um, he's kind of done everything that's been, been asked of him, and you know, he's still, you know, a young kid, and and he's had some bad luck with injuries, and so he's kind of just getting his feet wet into in the camp, and it's been impressive so far to see what he's done. But you know, just I think the, the rookies as a whole have looked uh, real good. I think so. It's a good, uh, it's a good sign. Yeah, hockey is a meritocracy, and based on performance in training camp and through early preseason. Dylan Holloway has outplayed, as an example, both uh, Yessa Pogliarvi and, for that matter, uh, Warren Fogle. And if anything, Fogle's the one for me that's really got to get going here. He's got another opportunity tonight. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Jay Woodcroft had this overall assessment on training camp so far. That first first day, I saw our leaders come in top condition and show how important it was to be in top shape in, in order to have the type of year that we want to have. Um, so I was quite pleased with that. Um, I've been very um, pleased with the pace of practice, the amount of um, teaching that we've been able to get done uh, while balancing the need for the work rate to be high, especially early. I said uh, right off the bat that uh, you know we had a few goals heading into training camp one of them was to test and then grow our conditioning level the other one was to to compete versus each other so that one day we can compete for each other and I think we've accomplished both of those things right off the bat and then the last thing we talked about was building our playing personnel and that's something that's going to um, get chipped away at each day that we're together but we're laying a good foundation for it Jay Woodcroft also was asked about playing Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ryan McLeod together. 
I think centermen have the ability to play anywhere. They can play right, left. Uh, just they have that um, ability to be moved around the lineup. Uh, what intrigued us about putting uh, R&H and, and Clowder together um, was that we think they have some skills that can complement each other. And we wanted to take a look at that. And um, tonight's our first look in a game action at that. Um, that's what training camp's for. It's uh, to maybe experiment with a few things and see if we can find chemistry in areas that haven't been tried out before. And that's one we're going to start with tonight. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, meanwhile, added this perspective on playing alongside Ryan McLeod. I mean, obviously, he's a, a talented player, a smart player. So I think uh, as a centerman, um, I, I mean, I've had experience before playing with centermen um, on the same line, obviously. So uh, uh, and so is he. Um, but obviously, a great skater. Uh, you see him kind of moving and uh, getting his feet going. You want to give him the puck and uh, let him go a little bit. Um, but obviously, he reads the play well. He's a smart player. And uh, Fogues on the other side, too. Um, explosive player, great shots. So, I mean, I think uh, for us tonight, we will probably want to just keep things simple and try to, to work things low and uh, start to build that chemistry. All right, there you go. Uh, some perspectives from Connor McDavid along with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jay Woodcroft, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. And it is 1227. We go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, Drew Shamhorn and his staff at Elite. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here is Brendan Escott. Well, we haven't mentioned yet that uh, defenseman Max Warner has signed his entry-level contract with the Edmonton Oilers, the team's uh, seventh-round pick from 2021. Uh, Warriors D-man sent to the WHL but had a great camp and it seems like a lot more is expected out of this player. The 19-year-old has uh, 23 points in 55 games last season but brings this physical element too. Oil Kings fell 4-3 to Regina in overtime last night at Rogers Place. Connor Bedard just doing what he does. A couple of goals including the game winner on the power play. Uh, David Hodnett had uh, three assists for the the Oil Kings, who face Prince Albert on the road next Friday. Golden Bears, rather, they visit Mount Royal tonight and then come back tomorrow, and they'll host the Cougars at the Clare Drake. Great stuff, thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, we obviously discussed Max Warner a fair amount over the course of the last couple of weeks. We will head into a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn, and we return Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service on Oilers Now.